Hey guys, it's Timmy Lou Redden. Hi, and I'm White Mike. Our Wizards Nasty Boys. You guys are listening to the Dark Match Podcast. Lube up, spit on it, and give it a listen. Mmm, slide it on in because you're going to be here for a long while. So go and take your shirt off and let your nips breathe. You're now listening to the Dark Match Podcast. Let's go live into the studio for this week's episode. All right, I'll be honest. Let's just be honest. We've tried this three times because I'm an idiot. But yes, happy anniversary for the like seventh time today, Pat. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, we, we've been having quite a few technical difficulties, which is let's fun, just be honest. But... It's all it's all me because I don't know how to work this app. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely fine, and it, you're making up for for coming years. Yeah, like if you forget to text me next year, you'll be like, oh, well, I told you four times last year, so it counts for the next <laughs> couple years. Hey, but... I did actually text your wife Happy Surviving Pat Day, and she still hasn't responded. <laughs> I will tell her that she needs to respond because that's a hell of an accolade if I might say so myself. So, True. but it's been, it's been an exciting day. I'm looking at the, the meal I'm about to make and I'm excited for that in itself. Oh, what do but, you got? Ooh. Ooh. We got like uh, some nice porterhouse steaks, some scallops. So it's a uh, kind of, of a bitch. I know I'm so excited. So excited, but fun week overall. Yeah. So we're we're recording a little bit later than expected. We wanted to kind of let the uh, the dust settle from Absolutely. this uh, this past weekend. We we're gonna record a little sooner, but unfortunately, some events had occurred on Monday. Uh, I know I kind of let you in on some of it. Uh, I didn't really post on social media overall. Um, I did let our guests know um, and a couple other uh, guests that we have lined up too. Uh, we had a couple different guests that I was communicating with on Monday. And it seemed like right after I sent the message, that's when all hell broke loose for uh, those individuals that are wondering what I'm referring to. Uh, I work in an industry where it can happen and it did. Um, And it's kind of a nightmare in in some cases being in the business that I'm in. And it it did happen. Um, And my work was robbed on Monday. Uh, Luckily, I'm not hurt. Everyone's okay. Everyone uh, cooperated and got through it. Um, it. It was very well under wraps to the point where I was in an office not too far away from where it happened and I didn't even know. So kudos to everyone involved. The good news is the individual has been caught. Uh, he's getting 15 years regardless because it's a federal offense. Absolutely. But, but yeah, um, I, I even told our, our guests this week, you're going to hear that interview here soon, but I even told them like, look, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel tonight. I'm going to be honest. And I was flustered. My mind was all over the place. Uh, as, as it should, man. You're human. Yeah. So it, 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 I didn't think it was going to affect me the way that it did. But like for the first like 24 hours, just trying to process what happened, um, it, it definitely got to me. And it, it did show in the interview. Like I was just kind of sitting there. I'm like, I'm not myself right now. Um, but the show must go on, obviously. But, but hey, glad to hear that you're safe and everybody else was you know, safe. No one was hurt. For yeah. Me. The the one uh, the the one girl that was actually involved in it, uh, she was back to work today, back to her uh, former self. You can tell there's still a little bit of a uh, little fear there, a, a little oh, yeah. hesitation. But a- as it should be, it, it's a very traumatic experience. So, but yeah, if she wasn't, I'd be a little more concerned. <laughs> no, because like e- even when I was talking to everyone, we we're like, we need to just give her as much time as she possibly needs. We're not gonna harp her. We're not gonna tell her. 
she needs to do this. It's going to be simply, hey, when you're ready, come back. But, but uh, getting back to it, I think that's a, a pretty fun way to talk about it. What a hell of a WrestleMania weekend. So hopefully everyone enjoyed the week as much as we did. And oh, a lot, a lot, a lot to go over this. A lot, and I can't wait until my wife sees the credit card statement to find out how many times I actually downloaded stuff off of Fight TV, and <laughs> so th- that's going to be a fun uh, anniversary present. I'm just going to look at it and be like, uh, "Happy anniversary to me!" So, <laughs> so a lot going on. If you made it out to anything, whether it was some of the stuff we're about to cover, you made it to WrestleCon, you went to WrestleMania. I know a couple of our, our fellow followers made it to WrestleMania. I know one person in particular, our guest last week, Sierra, made it to WrestleMania. Kitty Firefly, our noble follower, made it to WrestleMania as well. So hopefully well, you guys had to. I know, but we're going next year, so that's all that matters. But that's true, Tampa, <laughs> Tampa. So, and we'll definitely touch on that as it gets a little bit closer. But th- yeah. there was a lot that was going on, even for individuals that didn't go to WrestleMania. There was plenty of wrestling to behold, e- even everything starting on, on on Thursday. And one of the big events that was all over the place was an event run by GCW known as The Collective. It was a collection of all these wrestling organizations all across the U.S. and Canada that were coming out, putting on fantastic shows and just starting things off. Obviously, we're not going to talk about every single show, but just on Thursday alone, you had IWTV, you had GCW, which sponsored Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which was a huge talk of social media. You had ISW, which actually showcased some of our former guests as well, and the event from some individuals that did see a lot of backlash on social media. A lot of people say, why is this group here? They don't belong here. And it sparked a uh, kind of a whirlwind from one Eddie Kingston to come out and say, look, after everything I've been through, the one organization that's been there was this one. No matter what I was doing, they were there. And he literally talked up everyone a part of the organization. And that, of course, being AIW. So just kind of going over everything that happened. If you haven't caught anything that happened at Bloodsport. That's the one that I would tell you. Go check out if you're looking for the shock value. A great match from that first day on Thursday from Mm -hmm. IWTV. Definitely go check out Jonathan Grisham versus Orange Cassidy. Kudos and hats off to those individuals right there. That was a hell of a match. Then you had the Gymnasty Boys versus Team Tremendous at ISW. Definitely check that out. Not because we're impartial to the Gymnasty Boys because we love them, but oh, absolutely, but they're still. Oh yeah, they're they're fantastic. Definitely check out that match. And then AIW, if you're looking for a match from top to bottom, that is not your normal show that you would normally see. It's nothing shock value. It's just overall great wrestling, and it was the talk of the week. Going into it, some of the individuals that were even on the show were continuously told over and over again, people say you don't deserve to be here. You should not be here. There should have been someone else that was in the spot. Let's go show them why we're here. And they put on a fantastic show from the start of the show to the end of the show. Fantastic overall. Definitely go check that out. AIW, you can find it on Fight TV. Can't say enough good things about them as well. And they definitely showed the world what AIW and Cleveland Wrestling can do. So hats off. Take a bow, gentlemen. Fantastic show. But moving on from there to everything that happened on Friday, a lot of things happened. I'm like getting pumped up just thinking about it too. (laughs) But dude, 
WrestleMania, WrestleMania week, it's not ju- it's not just WWE, man. No, everybody comes out. Everybody comes out, shows up, and puts on the some of their best shows. Oh yeah, it, they think that it's the show of shows for for just WrestleMania for WWE. No, you got all these different wrestling organizations from all across the country and all these different wrestlers from all across the country that are trying to get noticed. They're trying to be the talk, the buzz, whether it's WrestleCon or some of these independent shows that are going on all over the areas near where WrestleMania is going on. And they definitely did it. There was a lot of talk from a lot of individuals. One in particular took place on Friday. Now, these are two individuals that a lot of people know one of the individuals I'm about to mention. And some will know this other individual because he was a guest on our show. And they had, in my opinion, don't hurt me for this, but in my opinion, they had the the match of Friday. And that was coming from Black Label Pro. And that was the street fight between Kobe Durst and Ethan Page. That was a fantastic match. Brutal match as well. There was one point I was convinced that he, like, completely killed Kobe Durst. Jesus. Ethan Page just takes, like, I don't know if it was drywall, if it was a piece of plywood, a door. I don't know. But he literally, Kobe Durst is laying down, and he's literally, like, going to town on him. Like, he's Babe Ruth about ready to hit a home run. I kid you not. It was brutal. It was hard-hitting. It was a back-and-forth contest, and it had me literally on the edge of my seat. I'm an Ethan Page fan. I'm also a Kobe Durst fan, so I I hate to say it, gentlemen, I I would have been happy with any result, but I was just excited because I knew that it was going to be a fantastic match, and the chemistry that those two have overall, I knew, here they are, this is a showcase not only for Black Label Pro, but for those individuals that might not know who Kobe Durst is, you know now because he put on a fantastic show. So, once again, hats off to Black Label Pro and also Kobe Durst and Ethan Page. I felt like that was the match of the event but moving on from there you had joy janela's spring break part one and part two if you made it out to any of those shows i don't even need to tell you what you missed <laughs> one of the highlights of the show was the return of joey janela to the ring but also the return of marco stunt and go figure they both went head to head against each other and just overall everyone buzzing about the event if you made it out to part one or part two you missed a phenomenal show if you didn't if you did you're still talking about it and there's still people posting videos posting pictures all the time that's when you know it's good man oh yeah people are still talking about it they're still buzzing about it it's great and uh, you could sense my excitement just how excited everyone else should be too but moving on to something else that I, for one, know that you and I were extremely excited about for multiple different reasons. That, of course, being G1 Supercard taking place on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. You heard that right. Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling showcased in Madison Square Garden. Sold out Madison Square Garden. Sold out. The first event and main event, whatever you want to call it, being taking place in Madison Square Garden, and it's the first time this has happened where it's not a WWE-sponsored event for the first time since God knows when. I believe I'm literally it was the 60s or 70s. November 14th, 1960. 1960. Do you know how long that is? A, yeah, a first promotion. It's 59 years. 59 yeah. years. Yeah. Was the last time that an event took place in Madison Square Garden that was not a WWF or WWE-sponsored event. And it's ridiculous. 
and they sold it out. Yeah. And oh my God, what a show it was. Oh, dude, Just, it was. Oh my gosh. I mean, you look at the card overall, we're not going to touch on everything, but a huge congratulations going out to Kenny King winning the Honor Rumble, which opened the show, which put everything at the tippy top. Hey, we're only going up from here. And that's exactly what they did. And a a couple different high spots of the evening. One, of course, being the match between Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb. What a match overall. Jeff Cobb has been having an overall fantastic year. Will Ospreay. Undefeated in Ring of Honor. Undefeated in Ring of Honor and just took out also Will Ospreay, which still begs the question, where is he going next? I, I, I see... AI, I see AEW coming up. That's, well, that's that, where his that'd wife's be the going. Most logical. That'd be the most logical. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see him making a main roster jump uh, in WWE. I don't. I, I think no, because I think he's even had he's had the option before, and I think he's actually said no to them. Yeah, he said no to mm-hmm. them quite a bit. Yeah, so I, I don't see him going there. I think AEW is the most logical spot. Well, and, and that's where his wife's at, so it makes the most sense for him to go to AEW. But Oh, yeah. That, it, but uh, only time will tell. But I think we're going to be seeing maybe on the next uh, Double or Nothing, uh, Road to Double or Nothing, um, next uh, YouTube's drop, we're going to see something on Osprey. I, I, I see it happening soon. But moving on from there, another huge congratulations going out to one particular former guest of ours, and that, of course, being Kelly Klein. Now, we're not going to talk about the end of the match yet. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But, but... Kelly Klein becomes the first ever two-time Ring of Honor Women's Champion. The first ever. History goes down. There it is. She's the first ever two-time Ring of Honor or Women of Honor Women's Champion. So congratulations going out to her. Absolutely. But after the match was the true talk and testament of the entire event. And that, of course, being the return of the beautiful people. We saw Love and Velvet Sky come out, and they they start jumping people. And it resulted in in something extremely exciting. We we saw a new faction uh, come about. Not only was it who I just mentioned, Velvet Sky and Love, but Mandy Leone, who was on commentary, jumps in as well and starts the allure. But a huge, huge spotlight on two individuals fans of the show. One is a huge fan of our show, and that, of course, being Stella Gray, who is one of the individuals that came out to help Kelly Klein, which I yeah. found a little I found a little surprising, just with their troubled past, with all the times that Kelly Klein and Stella Gray have gone to war with each other and has resulted in not only black eyes and broken noses at the expense of Stella Gray, unfortunately, but yeah. it was really surprising to see her come out and assist with, with Kelly Klein, but... Well, you know what? Hey, you know, you know the saying, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Or like, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. But I I think she could beat her. She's got the title now. So, and I I think especially that, you know what? You're going to jump, you're going to join the champ. So then once you, once you clear out the allure, now now you're already right there with the champ. Yeah. But let's not forget who else came out too, Jenny Rose. And congratulations going out to Jenny Rose and Stella Gray, both earlier in the evening. It wasn't shown on TV, but in a dark match, they made their Madison Square Garden debut. But it was nice for them to get that showcase to come out during the main show and have everyone see them all across. And it's and it is, it is yeah, it's funny that they came out to help Kelly, Kelly. Klein because they fought each other in the, in the dark match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, I mean, it, it it goes to question: Is this going to 
spout off an allure versus Kelly Klein, Stella Gray, and Jenny Rose. Please, please, please. That would be, dude, that would be fantastic. It, it would be fantastic. And, and, then I'm looking think, for- and then I think once they announce that, I think we may have to make a phone call to a couple former guests here. And uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stella is going to obviously is going to give us some time, which is awesome. Oh, and right. congratulations to all of her success. Same to Kelly Klein as well. Another huge congratulations going out to you becoming the two-time Women of Honor Women's champion but moving on from there other major news of the night of course coming from the ladder match the triple threat match between Jay Lethal, Matt Taven and Marty the villain that's such a good match man oh my god Matt Taven coming out with the victory, but not one of those individuals came out looking weak. Everyone looked strong. So many moments where, oh my gosh, like this is his, this is the moment. This is the moment, but some huge moves. And and I thought it was great. Marty put out a tweet. He's like, favorite moment of the match hurt like a bitch. But, but (laughs) there's plenty that can come from this. Obviously, even with villain enterprises as well. Uh, there's a lot of things that can transpire between villain enterprises and the kingdom. Now right. with the belt on the kingdom, Jay Lethal as well, still a legend in the industry. So congratulations to everyone involved in that match. Put on a hell of a show. Also, huge congratulations going out to Okada. Okada reclaiming the IWGP Heavyweight Championship after he defeated Switchblade Jay White. So huge that, congratulations. That was, too. that was a fantastic match. Ended out the night. But the huge talk of the event that I hate to even mention. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. Unfortunately, I hate to mention it, but it is a talking is something that really wasn't seen on camera. And that happened during the tag team championship match. And that was Enzo. Yes. You heard that, right? I said his name, Enzo and big cast jumped the barricade and jumped the Briscoes. And I don't even know what to say at this point. It it wasn't on. I don't, I don't know what the hell they're... I mean, if you're going to get into a, an organization, why do you have to... Like, It goes back to when Enzo stood up on his chair when he was disguised as whatever the hell he was, stood up on his chair to sell CDs, and now here he is. They're, they're jumping the barricade at Madison Square Garden during one of the biggest events for a non-WWE promotion, and you're well, that, and you're gonna well, mess that, up. That, that, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. It's they're already in their backyard, and they want to make a name for themselves. Well, How are you gonna do it? You're gonna do it in one of the biggest wrestling events of the weekend because yeah. you know, obviously, you're pretty much probably blacklisted from WWE. Oh yeah. So you're gonna go to the next. You're going to go to the next best thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't even want to give them any more talk points right now. I don't. Want it, yeah. It's. Well, we'll yeah, see for, where we for go. Something for as big of an event as it was, that's like the one black eye of the whole of the whole night. Yeah. And there's a bunch of fan videos as well. And it seemed like a, a weekend for people just getting involved. But we'll, we'll definitely jump into the second part of that. And congratulations to anyone that we didn't even mention. I apologize. It's a lot to cover. Don't want to bore you too much with all the details that you're already familiar with. Or if we've been talking too much, we appreciate you getting this far. But let's jump into our interview right now and let's get right to it. 
So with everything that's going on, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your evening. I know you guys are making some food right now. You're just back in town from a crazy weekend. We're recording this right off the heels of WrestleMania, where you two made a huge impact along with a few other individuals at WrestleMania weekend. So definitely want to touch on that, but want to take a few steps back. Obviously, on the line, we have the Philly Marino experience. If you don't know anything about them, definitely check them out all across social media. You can find their videos on YouTube. YouTube as well. Definitely educate yourself beforehand. Take a step back and go check them out before you continue on with this interview. But gentlemen, right now, first and foremost, how are you guys doing after this crazy weekend that you guys had? It was wild. I'm doing well. Marino? Doing pretty well, too. Still recovering a little bit. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you guys made a splash. And, and I know I, I kind of touched on it with you guys. If, for those individuals that weren't aware, you guys took part in what was known as the Collective, which was a huge event that took place during WrestleMania weekend. And there was a little bit of controversy because, uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of people that were saying that AIW, which is the organization that you guys were participating in while there, a lot of people were saying AIW doesn't deserve to be here. And thank God for Eddie Kingston, who came out and pretty much stood up for you guys as well but go figure everyone's saying like hey like they, they shouldn't be here and you guys were the talk of the entire weekend so I, overall uh, what was that experience like going into it with the expectations of people saying you don't belong here and then you're the only thing they can talk about moving on um i would definitely say all the boys in the back of that show everyone had the mentality like hey we're gonna try and take the weekend we're gonna Show everybody who's trying to say that we didn't deserve to be there and prove them wrong and show that bunch of guys from Cleveland and this this little town that we could we deserve to be on this bigger stage. And uh, nana nana boo boo, rub your face and doo-doo to the people that think that we didn't deserve to be there. Now, uh, now what you got to say about that? Well, now they're looking up tickets online to come to the next AIW show. I can guarantee that as well. So and, and The best part is that it, we still got to keep it and as a, an authentic AIW presentation like it we didn't we didn't change we didn't make it some big uh super indie thing it was an AIW show from beginning to end and everyone brought their A game yeah. we just wanted to show that AIW is just not another school it's the school amen to that as well and you guys came out swinging too you didn't even wait for the match to start and that was my favorite part of the match uh, it, to infinity and beyond's walking out next thing you know you just see this flying figure coming through the air and oh <laughs> We're, we're getting this started off quick. So kudos and congratulations to you guys, obviously, with, with all the success of this past weekend. But I, I want to get to know a little bit more about you guys and kind of take a few steps back. Now, if you've been to an AIW show or you've seen Philly Marino experience, trust me, you know because you have their entrance music stuck in your head for the next week and a half and probably have it on your iPad right now. But taking a couple steps back, tell me a little bit more about yourselves in general. And Now, this is a tag team. We love when we have tag teams on, but it can be a little bit difficult so i ask you to kind of institute your tag team mentality and kind of tag each other in with these questions so first and foremost where are you guys from oh i'm from sandusky uh and myself i'm from middleburg heights ohio suburb outside of cleveland yeah so what was your upbringing like now starting off with with sandusky uh being from that area what kind of gravitated you towards the sport of professional wrestling well i uh had two brothers that were really into wrestling so they always had wrestling going on and i just fell in love with it like any normal person would and uh my upbringing was very old-fashioned because of my father was being a he was an old man because uh my father as we speak right now is 92 years old oh wow and i'm 27 so if you do the math uh papa collins sure got got it going so uh 
Uh, I would say so. So 90, and, uh, 92 years young. Yes. Wow. So yeah, he, <laughs> definitely definitely a young man to say the least. So it, what was that like growing up? Was he the person that kind of brought you into the wrestling world with your brothers? Or was it your oh, brothers? Oh, no, or... not at all. Oh, no. Dad hated wrestling. Really? <laughs> yeah, my father hates wrestling. Oh, wow. Does he come to your shows now? or? Oh, no. Oh, wow. So not it was kind of your... It was kind of your brothers that kind of dragged you into the the sport. Yeah, it was my brothers that were they, my brothers were uh, always around. I always had uh, my brothers to fall back on. So we always did everything together. So it was it was easily for me to pick up wrestling because they watch wrestling. I, of course, I'm going to sit there and watch it with them. Now, if you don't mind me asking, are you and your brothers kind of close in age? Uh, my middle brother uh, is 28, and my oldest brother is uh, 33 or 32. Excuse me. Okay, so not too far in age. So uh, uh, Papa Philly just kind of had a little late start in the game. Oh, no, he, he has two other... Uh sisters or daughters i should say i have two other sisters oh okay so they're uh, a lot older oh okay oh, okay i i wasn't sure if it was just he, he kind of waited to to bring kids into the world or uh, it... oh no oh no papa collins gets it down he, uh, <laughs> all, all over town <laughs> And for yourself, Marino, uh, what was your upbringing like in Middleburg Heights, which isn't too far from me, actually? Yeah, um, honestly, I I had it pretty well for a long time. Uh, my mom was always just a stay-at-home mom. She didn't uh, she didn't work. She uh, was given disability after having uh, cancer a few different times. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, she fought through it harder than anybody else I know. Um, but yeah, no, I had it pretty well. Uh, when I was about 15, she passed away. So after that, I kind of had to learn how to work for myself. And uh, it was probably around that time is when I really started getting into wrestling. I watched it a little bit as a kid, but it wasn't until I got older and spent a lot more time kind of by myself. So I kind of got lost in the world of wrestling. Growing up, what was both of your first exposures to the world of professional wrestling? I understand, Philly, you watched it with your brothers. What was your first experience and exposure that kind of drew you into the love of the sport? Um, like, my, my oldest brother made me watch like old school wrestling so I was watching like kind of like late 80s and uh, like early 90s wrestling so th- I, I fell in love with all the, the characters and the uh, like charisma everybody had you know and that uh, that brought me in but like the first time my brother ever took me to a show was uh, Nor- or, yeah, Norwalk at some church and Gangrel was on the show <laughs> I remember meeting Gangrel because uh, he told me uh, we we smell nice, and now I know what he means by it was smelling nice because some people stink. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've actually gotten that same compliment from Gangrel. That's why I, I had to actually mute my microphone because he said the same thing to me too. Hey man, it's, it's one of those notorious things, Gangrel man. He oh, smells yeah. like, he smells that like garlic on people. Yeah, it, it's funny too because I've actually seen him at a few different shows, and not only is he nothing like this character that he was on TV after he's out of the ring, but at the same point, he's the first person that's at the shows. He's the last person that leaves too, and it's crazy just the the level of respect that he has overall in the industry so uh, you you grew up kind of watching like late 80s early 90s what characters were you kind of drawn towards i i fell in love with like macho man really like that that was really drew me and i tried to get my hands as much macho man as i could as can but then like i would say gold dust really he caught me um Shawn michaels bret hart uh 
Taker, the main dudes. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about yourself, Marino? So you're kind of oh. finding your release and your, I, I guess you could say your escape in professional wrestling just to kind of get you through the dark times. Uh, what was kind of your moment and, and who were your characters that you kind of find yourself gravitating towards? Um, I would say that, like, at least the memory I can think of the most that I uh, remember first really, really falling in love with wrestling was, so my great-grandmother is the one who introduced me to wrestling. Uh, she bought us WrestleMania 23 at my dad's house, and it was me and, like, my neighbors. who We'd, we'd all, like, obviously wrestle on trampoline in the backyard and whatnot. But, uh, so we were all sitting there with my great-grandma, my mom, my dad, and just, I just remember watching that WrestleMania. It was, the main event was Shawn Michaels and John Cena, and at the time, you know, I was, I was a kid. So I was like the biggest John Cena fan in the world. <laughs> um, but I would say the people I gravitated towards a lot were like the Jeff Hardys, the RVDs, kind of the guys who were a little different than most of the wrestlers you'd normally see. Yeah, very unique characters. Mm-hmm. One so, of kind. Yeah, and e- even today, just with the, uh, the face paint and obviously the broken Matt Hardy character, that not the one that was rejuvenated with WWE, but the broken character, the true broken character as well. Just completely off-the-wall characters. So kind of fast-forwarding to this. So uh, you're you're growing up, you're, you're watching professional wrestling, but uh, in completely separate areas. Obviously, yourself, Philly, being out in Sandusky and then in Middleburg Heights for you, Marina, what what was kind of your moment that said, hey, I want to do this for a living? Oh, what was kind of that moment like? Was it just you, you were handed a flyer after a show or, you know what, I, I really love this so much, I, I want to pursue it, so uh, let's see what we can do. What, what was that like? Did you just kind of stumble into it or did you kind of venture out and try to find the best school to go to? I, uh, like, what really clicked in for me, I was tired of doing a uh, nine to five and I was tired of living the life I was living. I wanted to do, I wanted to see if I could really do this and I took the chance and did my uh, searching and when I found a mega championship wrestling that's where I found uh, my start was at mega and what was that like for you when you went to mega uh, going into the training class what was your kind of takeaway because obviously with everyone that we talk to some people walk into it thinking oh this is this is going to be easy and it, it's not oh yeah I was like man I, I think I could do this then like the first day I threw up and I was like well eh, alright that was uh, something and then like just kept going back as something something triggered that i was like i want to keep going back i i enjoyed it i really did and i was like i i need more as much as i can get so i just never missed a day for about a year two years i never missed a day just kept going wow and what about yourself marina uh so i was attending ohio university at the time and uh was doing fairly well, but I came home from school and my dad broke the news that I wouldn't have enough money to go back to school. So I knew I had to find something new to, I guess, pass my time. And I think I was working at like Mark's at the time, which I don't know why. But um, yeah, so I contacted actually my cousin who used to be an independent wrestler. Uh, he went by the name of Adam Cage. He used to wrestle for Cleveland All-Pro Wrestling back in the day under JT Lightning. And uh, he had just steered me towards Mega Championship Wrestling as well. He had some friends there, Jeff Traxler. Uh, um, and that's where I started training, started in a, uh, storage unit. And then a few months later, we moved over to powerhouse gym. And that's kind of where I met Philly too. And what was that like when you both kind of crossed paths? Cause you, you both went to the same training school and at your powerhouse gym. Now you meet each other. What was that like where it, you decided to become this powerhouse of a tag team that you are today? Well, when we first met, 
I was like, this is I this is the worst guy I ever met. Oh, in my this life. piece of trash. What I'm kind of what on God's green earth put this man in front of me? I swear <laughs> I will sock him right. I'll give him a one two. But no, I, I I knew right then and there. I was like, this is like a, the a little brother I always wanted because I was the youngest of my brothers. And it was, it was just like another friend, best friend. Like, it, was, it instantly clicked. Like, if you ever seen Step Brothers, yeah. it was like that. It was instantly. It was like more room for activities kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to be the best relationship of my life. And I uh, I just knew right then and then. Yeah. <laughs> it was Marino's <laughs> going to be the best guy for me. <laughs> So we're going to take a step away from our interview right now and give a shout out to our sponsor. If you haven't seen all across social media, we are now sponsored by LapelYeah.com. That's right. You heard it right. LapelYeah. If you don't know who they are, check them out. Go check out all their merchandise over at LapelYeah.com. They just had a huge Marty Squirrel pin release autographed as well. Sold out in 60 seconds. So tons of awesome merch there. Shirts, pins, stickers. Even if you are a superstar, you can send in a custom pin for them to release as well. Well, they not only sell, but they also supply to all independent wrestlers as well. So head on over to lapelya.com. Be sure to use the promo code PINHEAD. You heard that right. If you watch Hellraisers growing up, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Once again, discount code PINHEAD at checkout. Get 20% off your entire order, courtesy of the Dark Match Podcast. Once again, that's lapelya.com. Once again, lapelya.com. And give me a lapel yeah. So you kind of venture on from there. You're kind of fresh in your your career out of Mega Championship Wrestling. You're making your way around, and you guys find this promotion, which we premised previously, known as AIW. Uh, what was that transition like? Because if people want to see you, I didn't want to mention it, but I'll mention it now. You can actually watch NXT TakeOver and actually see Billy Marino have a little cameo at one point as well. So congratulations also on your NXT. Spoiler. What's that? Spoiler. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, yeah. So uh, li- uh, it, it's only a brief second, but y- <laughs> you actually, Philly, you had a little bit of a cameo in that promo for that fantastic main event. But oh, what what was that experience like venturing from Mega Championship Wrestling over to AIW? It, it was uh, it was humbling. It was it was it was different. It was something new. It was uh, like I was like wasn't say I was so used to Mega per se, but it was just like well I know. This this and I know this and I know this well it's like different uh martial artists uh masters you want to train from everybody and anybody I want to learn from the whole anybody that could teach me something I want to learn from them anybody Mm -hmm. that could be a young guy old guy new guy green guy it could be anybody but uh that transition it was it was humbling because uh biggins rest in peace uh he was one one of the first guys that ever really talked to me more about another promotion instead of just a you know oh here's a booking he talked about another promotion and would like tell me to come up there and check it out just to come hang out see what's up so that i thought it was very humbling and it was something new mm-hmm. well what about yourself marina the transition was like you said it definitely was humbling it was uh kind of stepping into a new world uh, I mean, when you first get into wrestling, unless like myself personally, I didn't follow independent wrestling before I got into it. So I didn't really know all that much about it. Uh, stepping into the world of AIW and even uh, moving over to their training uh, training school over at Old School Iron Gym in Brook Park, um, it uh, it opened up our eyes a lot just to like what else is out there and like what the world of wrestling really is. And uh, it's been a great time. <laughs> yeah, and like I mentioned, you, you guys have 
done pretty well for yourself, being on WrestleMania weekend, being the talk of the show, and then getting that cameo on NXT as well. But taking a couple steps back from jumping from Mega Championship Wrestling to AIW, what kind of challenges did you find? Because I think, Philly, you hit the nail on the head. A large majority of the time, we hear from individuals where they go to other promotions, and yes, you get advice, but sometimes is that the right advice? Now, and that's the great thing about wrestling, because it's kind of like 31 flavors. It's like Baskin Robbins. Does everyone does everyone apply a wrist lock the same way? Does everyone apply a hammer lock the same way? No. Everyone no. has their own little flair to it. Everyone has their own way. And everyone kind of has their own ring psychology as well. So what kind of challenges did you find kind of stepping from, even in Mega Championship Wrestling as well, and all the other promotions that you guys have worked in as well, coming out, starting off as this tag team, what challenges did you both personally experience trying to find your footing? Trying to... Uh adapt exactly what the tag team division like is if you if you could understand that yeah, what absolutely. is a tag team to you oh so we're we're flipping the the table on me we're putting it on me we're asking you the question. Yeah, we're, we're, I like this. What, what is a tag team to you? Well, a, a tag team to me, yeah, it, it can mean multiple different things. Now, you look at multiple different tag teams all across, whether it be independents or on WWE. Uh, tag team wrestling is a cohesive unit. You know what the next move is before that person even applies it. Uh, you're thinking one step ahead. So you need to find that person. I think you guys even mentioned it too. It's kind of like stepbrothers. You found that person that you feel like this is your little brother. You need to trust this person. I'm going to tag you in and I need to make sure that I'm going to get this three count. We're going to get to that three count. We're going to get to that, essentially that goal that we're here for. So tag team wrestling to me, I feel is where when I'm tagging you in, you're going to be able to pick up where I left off. I don't even have to say a word. We don't even have to make eye contact. We just know where the other guy's going to be and know that he's going to be there. Yeah, Marino told me that too. (laughs) (laughs) So what were those challenges going to these other promotions like getting these advice from whether it be a green boy or from one of the veterans a lot uh, a lot of the older guys veteran told us like things that we needed to work on and like when people ask advice for wrestling or about them a lot of people take it they just like oh yeah unless it's something cool unless you tell me i did a great job they don't really care because people just want to be told they did they did great. I want to be told I how bad it was. I want to know what I need to fix. People just like to sugarcoat things because a lot of people are babies in wrestling. I've noticed is a lot of people are sugarcoated uh, little little whiners. Uh, we're adult content, so you, you can let it rip. Oh, okay. Well, fuck, man. There, there's some poopy people out here. But like, if you take everything that people tell you and you know, it's like you just want to take this. I want to use that. I need this. Well, this got to work. Well, this worked. Like, everybody from AIW that goes through, from guys that are all, always on the road, guys that are always, you know, there most of the time, will always give you feedback if you ask. And I would like, AIW really opened up to our eyes to not be afraid to ask people or talk to people. I know these, like, veterans and, like, these indie superstars, like, uh, are kind of in, intimidating and being a, you know, like still a fan as a wrestler. I, uh, you know, I don't know how to talk to somebody if I want to go up and just, you know, besides how do you do, like t- ask these guys to watch my match and see if these guys care enough to watch our match. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and just kind of building off of what you said, it is a little intimidating sometimes because obviously, let's just say hypothetically, it's someone along the lines of, let's just look at tag teams. Like, let's say it was Booker T or, or Stevie Ray uh, who were just inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. You walk up to them. And let's face it. You're asking them, hey, like, what advice can you give me? How are they really going to interpret it? So it is kind of a... It, you're kind of walking on eggshells. It, it, it's what advice are you truly going to get? Are they going to give me actual criticism or are they just going to tell me what I want to hear? Exactly. So it, the, at, at AIW, you don't get, you get all, uh, you get anything you want to ask for. If you're, if you're smart enough to listen. Yeah. And it is unfortunate, too, because there it is the society that we live in. And even when I'm critiquing someone that's on my team at, at work, OK, you're asking me my opinions on certain things. And sometimes I kind of get a little slack because I, I'm not someone that is going to sugarcoat it. I, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. And there are some people that interpret it a certain way. It's like, oh, well, he he's a dick or he's an asshole or whatever it is. But the thing is, you if you want to get get better especially in this sport if you want to get better you need to hear what you need to hear not what you want to hear if you're getting the chris oh it was good oh it was great you really got the crowd involved no like tell me where i can improve like tell me like hey this tra- this this tag uh you could have waited a little bit longer or hey when you're doing this move try it this way or i think you w- in- insert anything like you really need it in this sport you need to hear the someone's actual opinion and and no there's no such thing as a bad bad critique there now there's bad advice but there's a there's no such thing as a bad critique because I, I can watch a wrestling match today and i'll think it's the greatest thing is everyone going to think that it's the greatest match ever no it, it's up to interpretation that's why it's good to go out and seek that advice for multiple different people exactly and like it like it goes back just wanting to learn as much as you as as i want you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to ever stop learning yeah and you're always constantly seeking that advice now kind of building off of here you are you're in aiw you're in mega championship wrestling you're traveling all over at our i guess you could say the northeastern ohio area but also you're venturing into places like pittsburgh you're going to new york city new jersey and all over any place that will experience the philly marino experience but tell us a little bit about your actual team and your persona itself because it's extremely unique uh, you hear Phil Collins come across the 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 PA system at the show, and you don't know what to expect. So tell us a little bit about Philly Marino experience. And I'm actually going to ask Marino now if he's done putting food away. Uh, tell us a little bit about this persona of your tag team. Um, so I mean, we we basically portray uh, two dancers from the '80s. Um, we got the track suits. Uh, all white and black, nice and nice and fresh. Uh, I still believe we should wear bucket hats, but hey, that's just me. I agree. <laughs> but um, when it comes down to it, uh, it's just when that music hits and there's just something about the energy that comes in the air every time that we go out there. It's just a lot of fun, and we just try to bring as much energy as we can and just get people to kind of, like I said at the beginning, kind of just like forget the real world for a second and just kind of get lost in what we're doing and 
what's going on. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's kind of just returning the favor and kind of just keeping wrestling full circle. Absolutely. And I, I was actually at the, the show that you guys just had at the Winchester uh, just last week, actually. And it, it was pretty funny because I was standing back by where the bar area was. And there was a group of people that just kind of wandered in from the front bar. And they literally were just dancing away. And you guys had a fantastic match. It was you versus Dr. Dan and Ethan Page, which if, yep. if you don't know who those individuals are, check them out as well, or you've been living underneath a rock. But a, a fantastic match, and it even resulted in a kick the light chant at one point during the match as well. And only one person knows what we, they actually mean by that. But uh, even during that match, the, you had individuals that just kind of wandered in, and they were just completely sucked into this persona that you guys gave off. So definitely kudos to you. But you guys experienced multiple different personas throughout wrestling. So I'm going to kind of put you guys on the spot. And there are some people that do hate this question, but I love it because it puts you on the spot, not me. Now, out of all of your travels, all the individuals that you faced, and obviously with the JT Lightning Tournament and also the Biggins Tag Team Invitational coming up as well, I'm going to put you guys on the spot and ask you, out of all the names that you guys have worked, what are some tag teams currently, whether you've worked them or you've heard of them, that you feel that people need to give a little bit more attention to that deserve a little bit of a shout out right now and as i'm going to say again it's your opportunity to be on the spot but also it it, you may earn some friends or you may lose some friends because you didn't mention them so who should we be keeping an eye out for hey no pressure right um (laughs) so as much as we hate these men uh, the production man, uh, we'll, we'll wrestle them any day of the week, any place, anywhere, doesn't matter. Like, love those guys. I think they're a blast to work with. They're super entertaining. I hate those guys. Yeah, but we still hate them. But uh, the Carnies, they're, I, I love the Carnies. The Jim Nasty Boys, I love the Jim Nasty Boys. We do too. Who doesn't? Uh, honestly, any, honestly, all the teams in the AIW division, the Jolly Bo Fuck It. Oh, yeah. I mean, Colin Delaney and Cheech, the two Infinity and Beyond, those are two guys who've been doing this for a really long time, who've been who've been to the upper level. Uh, Cheech, Ring of Honor, Colin, obviously, WWE. Those are two guys who mesh so well together, too, and were a blast to work with. You guys who, although they're known, they definitely should have more attention as a team together. Now, do you have your eye on the, the Biggins Invitational? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. We got our eye on the AIW Tag Team Championships. Anybody thinks that we we don't, they're sadly mistaken. Weird World's another team. They bring a whole different kind of energy out there. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a team that's different than any other team I feel like out there. No, absolutely. And it just with them being the inaugural Chandler Biggins and Tag Team Invitational winners as well. Don't talk with your mouth full, Maria. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot my name after this weekend, man. I just remembered it, so don't worry. Yeah, I – jeez. I almost I was every, G and – he thought he was Marino T. I would have played that persona off, especially being somewhere completely different and walking all over New York City and all over New Jersey as well. It's a good way to get your names out there, or if you do something bad, get the other person banned for life. <laughs> yeah, we can only hope for the best. <laughs> so out of that time that you spent in New York, I I know it's kind of a weird transition here, but did you have an opportunity to kind of venture out and check out whether it be WrestleCon or any of the other conventions, Access, and try to kind of chew the ear off of some individuals to get some advice? Uh, No. We, uh, <laughs> we did not go to WrestleCon. We did not go to any of that. Uh, we're businessmen. We went to our shows. <laughs> no, I'll be honest, ma'am. 
Um, we were living in the good times and we felt all the good vibes. Let's just throw it out there. It was it was a wild time. We we had a blast uh, at the show on Thursday. We were in the Battle Royal. Uh, really wish we would have won that million dollars at Black Label Pro. I, I really wanted that million dollars coming in. I know. Um, as you might not, I'm not sure if we mentioned yet, but we do also live together. So we do like the full tag team route as a whole. So that million dollars would have been really nice. <laughs> yes, it would. You would have been living on Edgewater right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be, I wouldn't be eating no uh, ramen over here. <laughs> yeah, I remember those as well. Actually, I would kill for a ramen right now. I haven't eaten all day. Hey, man, come on over here. <laughs> uh, five, five, five. <laughs> I, I know we're looking forward to the Chandler Biggins Tag Team Invitational. There's obviously the JT Lightning Tournament that's just right around the corner as well. But what kind of goals do you guys have set out for 2019 aside from what we've already established? not only the AIW Tag Team Championships, but also the Chandler Biggins Tag Team Invitational Trophy, which is coming up quick. But what other goals do you guys have set? Do you see yourselves kind of venturing out outside of the country? Do you see yourselves looking at certain promotions that you want to work at? Or what do you guys have set up? Uh, definitely, uh, when you mentioned getting out of the country, uh, definitely the first step when it comes to that would be Canada. Um, we've been in talk with a few places, but um, we'll leave. We'll let the, that one sit because uh, there might be some happening so i don't want to spill anything yet but um yeah and who knows i mean the united kingdom would be amazing oh. your dog agrees oh my, no those, my dogs are barking man i've been on them all day <laughs> that was a good one what other goals do you have our goals is to learn as much as we can and i think that's an uh, every year goal we want to improve our tag team abilities we want to face as many tag teams as we can that we could learn from now i'm going to premise a question to both of you cuz i i would only assume that you both have a different answer but out of all that indiv- all those individuals that you've learned from i'm sure you guys have reached out to multiple different people what's the best advice that you've gotten from an individual oh man you you don't have to say who it was God. don't pick your nose in public oh. A good one the Godfather told me was to always put your stuff in the same pot because you'll never forget it. Um, God, we—it's been so much, so um, many good ones. So uh, I'll keep mine simple, um, and I could name a million names. Um, but uh, the the usual advice is just relax and have fun. That's so, what we're doing. We're and uh, I would say mine is uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to get out of your uh, comfort zone. Yeah, especially in the world uh, of wrestling that it is today everyone's trying to be that unique character and uh, i'm sure e- even if you just scroll through twitter from this past weekend there there was a lot of things that was it could be considered shock value so being outside of your comfort zone and being able to adjust in situations it, it definitely will help as well now i shock, I, uh, shock value one of my good friends almost got lit on fire i was so scared uh, yeah i was shocked i was i was no i was ready i was in tears I was about to it's come okay, out. Don't cry, man. No. It's gonna be okay. He's not on fire. I, I hope he's not. He's not. He's all right. Is he, he collecting burns. bones? He is collecting bones. All right, including that's all bones. that. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, that was a scary moment, but that was a hell of a match too. Hell yeah, it was. So everyone needs to go over to if you are listening at this point, go over to Fight TV, check out the collective, download AIW. Hell of a show. So can't stress you that are, enough. You're not gonna be sorry. No, not at all. So. I will say that it definitely, with that show, it definitely made work the very next day more exciting. But at the same point, I was definitely feeling the the exhaustion overall. 
I, I can't party like I used to, and that was one hell of a party to watch. But I, we're, I we're feeling the good times and the good vibes. And you definitely did. So definitely go check that out over on Fight TV right now. We do have a link to the event in all of our social media platforms. So go on over there. It is available on Fight TV along with every other event at the Collective, among multiple different events as well. So I have a couple more questions for you. I'll let you guys get to your food. Hopefully it's not cold at this point. But a one is is long gone, son. Oh, that, that food didn't stand a chance. Yeah, you like I I'm surprised. Like I I, I know I, I know Marino was eating, but I Philly I, I didn't really hear you eat. So oh, trust me, I, I made a lot of noise. I make a lot of noise when I uh, eat, <clears throat> ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a shout out to all of our followers as well. So you can find him all across social media. We'll tag that for you as well. And you can also find him on Tinder as well. <laughs> no, you oh, plenty of fish though. He's definitely got uh, Yeah, I'm on that Brimble or what is that? Is that Bumble? Bumble? <laughs> Brumble? I'm on Brumble, everybody. <laughs> Brumble on, on Bumble? Yep. Yeah. I'm on all. So I have one more question for you guys, and I can only assume that you guys have the best answer that we probably ever heard so far. So expectations are extremely high for this next question. So oh boy. Uh, we're practical jokers here at Dark Match Podcast, so I do have to ask. Ribs are a big part of professional wrestling. Now, I need to know the best rib story that you have, whether it's happened to you, you've done it to someone else, or you experienced it firsthand, but we're not the actual jokers or the ones that experienced it. So I want to hear one actually from both of you. Not just All one right. collective. All right, I got a good one, and uh, it's a uh, is I think it's a good one. It's uh, Eddie Kingston. I, I ribbed Eddie Kingston, and he's still alive. He's still and living. I st- and I'm still alive to say it. I was but... gonna ask if you have a scar or something. No, uh, I, I well, I did get a handprint on my chest. I did get that, but uh, I was at a bar and. So happens to be my girlfriend across the way. And uh, Eddie Kingston comes over. I was like, Eddie, you see that girl over there? I bet you 20 bucks I'll go up to her right now put my tongue down her throat. I don't even care. Eddie's like, no way, Phil. You ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. I was like, watch me. I go over there, put my tongue down her throat. He's like, no way. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to take her outside. He's like, dude, he's flipping out. He's like, no, I'll flip this whole bar, bro. I'm going to flip this whole bar. Next thing you know, I go, I step outside. Not that I didn't go do anything. I just stepped outside. Next thing you know, here comes Eddie and slaps me right in the chest. And he's like, oh, you think you're funny? You think you're funny, Philly? You're trying to rip me, bro? That's your girl over there, huh? That's your girl. It starts to try, it keeps hitting me. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but laugh. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I've actually done that with my wife too at bars. I've actually convinced people that I could like pick her up when we're out and about just to kind of rib people as well. So I, I've pulled that trick. It hasn't resulted oh, in ch- it hasn't resulted in chest shops. I normally like I'll like wage someone like a beer, like hey, or like a a drink or something. Like hey, a drink says that I can go over there and, and get that girl's number, and then I'll just like walk over and like say like hey, I'll, I'll get you a rum and coke. Just write your number down, and then I'll like get a free drink for her. Yeah, it's the funniest stuff. Man, my dogs are barking again. Yeah. You might need to sit down. Kick your feet up. I know. know. I've been standing up eating. Hey, they're barking again. Yeah, but that was a that was a little bark, so it sounds like they're feeling a little better. So, Marino, you got a lot you got a little bit to top there, so let's hear it. Uh, oh bro, I don't to be honest, I don't I don't know if I can top that one right now. I don't mean to disappoint, but I don't I don't think I can top that one right now. Marino's not really a rip. Well, he ribs me with like I'm he's a, a dad. Joke. He's a dad joke guy. Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the king of the dad jokes. 
can I ask you what time it is? What time is it? Time to get a watch. Ah, yeah, man, that's about all I got. <laughs> All right, and now I, I, I'll ask Philly, what's the best rib that's ever been pulled on Marino? Uh, he's over with dogs at the moment. With his feet? Yeah, he's... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Rubbing him out real quick. Got a question. What's that? What's so, the quick? So he didn't really give me a good rib story, so I need to know a good rib that you pulled on Marino. Uh, told me yet. I haven't told him he was adopted. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, I don't really rib... Marino. No, we don't. Ri- we don't really. We we laugh at each other. That's that's our joke. We laugh at each other because we're idiots. <laughs> but I don't. I don't really pull ribs with Marino. I just think Marino's gonna put the hands to me like he did the one time, and I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> I, once you get out of line, you don't get back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have to. I, I, I do have to challenge you in that regard that I need a good rib story from Marino the next time that I see you guys. So, All right, I'll, I'll try to get a good rib warm. Well, you, you need to pull a rib on him, and he needs to pull one on someone else other than dad jokes. Now, I, I love me a good dad joke, don't get me wrong. And so I, I write a dad joke inside of my kid's lunchbox every single day but hey there it is like the only like rib i could think of is like you ever take a shower and somebody throw cold water on you oh my wife does it like all the time oh that's probably that i do that i do that to anybody you're fair game like the worst is like leave the door open you're getting splashed with some cold water wow yeah like my wife does it but she does it like the worst possible time like i'll be shaving and she'll hit me with the cold water the worst thing in the world and like i i don't know why like there's just sometimes like the door's always open like i got kids that need to come in and use the bathroom the last thing you can do is really lock the door oh yeah oh yeah i'll just be standing in there i think like one of my kids walks in there or something next thing you know cold water right down the back oh it's the worst. Oh, it just hits your woo. Yeah. Tense up real quick. Squeeze your butt cheeks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, mother suck. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't get warm enough quick. Oh no. You just turn around real quick. Oh yeah. Like please just get this get this cold water off of me. And then you don't even need coffee because you're wide awake. Like you're you're oh, yeah. you're freezing cold. No, that's how I, that's how you gotta start your morning. Yeah. Somebody splash you with that cold water while you're in a hot shower. Yeah. Maybe we should just make that a morning ritual because yes. Jeez. You just gotta do it. Yeah. Like hey, at some point during the shower, you just gotta walk in there with a cold bucket of water and just pour it over my head. You can't tell me when or or if you're going just, to do it. You just just do it. Yeah, just do it. Like, just get it over with. Just, just hit me with the water. But so you guys are going to be in uh, Pittsburgh this weekend. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. So you're taking on the culmination this Friday. You're going to be in Pittsburgh. So those individuals that want to stop on out, see the Philly Marino experience in person, you can head on over there. Tickets are still available, and we'll also attach a link on all social media if you do want to head on out and check that out as well. Anything else you guys want to plug? No, I think I'm, uh, I'm all right, Marino. Uh, I mean, if you haven't already with the social media. Uh, myself, it's Mind of Marino on Instagram, Twitter, Marino Tanaglia on Facebook, um, Philly Marino Experience on Facebook, and about it, I guess, when it comes to plugging. Oh, and definitely, if you haven't, check out uh, the IW Summer Party Massacre on Fight TV, Unlimited Replays. I'm Philly Collins on uh, Facebook, Philly One Collins on Instagram, and Collins underscore Philly on Twitter. Yes, he did have to look at his phone to, to double check. I have to, why? I have to do that with all mine, too, so I'm right there with you, Philly. All right, thank you, man. I'm You're like very welcome. Millennial. I'm a millennial. What do you expect? Yeah, he's a- uh, like, there's so many times I have to redo like the closing of our show, because like, I, I normally do like a tag for like all of our social media platforms. I 
can't tell you how many times like i'm like you can find us on facebook at this and it's like no you, you're not gonna find us there at that it's like um that that's instagram and like i literally have to look at my phone like i have uh, like on my iphone i actually have like in my notes like all of our, our our social media handles like all of our websites where you can find merch like i, I have to look like it's terrible but i don't know i i guess i'm just getting old uh we all do it so gentlemen this coming friday once again good luck to you find them on fight tv i know we've mentioned it numerous times throughout this entire interview but you can also check them out go on youtube check out aiw you can find philly marino experience all across the aiw pages and you can also find them live all over northeastern ohio and parts unknown as well but we'll keep you posted on where to find them next and in the next coming months and no offense to affinity and beyond pardon the pun there but gentlemen congratulations on all of your success congratulations also on being the talk of wrestlemania weekend we look forward to seeing you guys in the chandler biggins tag team invitational tournament and hopefully this year you come away with that trophy and that victory as well so good luck and best of luck to you guys as well hey thank you for having us thank you it was a pleasure being on the show thank I'm you Philly, and i'm marino t coming to you live from erotic city we're bringing the good times and good vibes can you feel that coming in the air tonight Ooh, that's right well that was a, a fun little interview but as i promised at the beginning of the show definitely right. feel like after listening back to it, it was an exciting interview I, I got the good vibes and the and every good time yeah, you, you need it you need it yeah once yeah once you get the good vibes then everything else that happened just goes out the window man yeah it, it, i was still a little flustered still all over the place but hey nothing says good times and good vibes like the philly and marino experience so congratulations to all their successes well and i'm excited to see where they go from here and all the roads that they take and they got a lot to look forward to with everything coming up in the end of 2019 but let's get talking to the main attraction i guess you could say quote unquote i wouldn't really call it that but the the main attraction of the weekend that draws everyone there and that of course is wrestlemania weekend with wwe and nxt yeah. so first event obviously kicking things off on a high note and i mean that overall high note oh, yeah. of being friday night with nxt take over new york which i i, I didn't get that I, i'm gonna be on i didn't get it they they have it for so long where it's nxt takeover brooklyn it's taking place in the barclays center why don't they just call it nxt takeover brooklyn why did they have to call it nxt takeover new york because technically they build it as new york brooklyn i think is more SummerSlam. true i give you that i know it's i think it's in the same venue but because because SummerSlam is in brooklyn they just bill all that as brooklyn this is wrestlemania new york gotcha that makes that makes sense but fantastic fantastic event with nxt takeover starting things off on a high note and i i fully feel that it was the the match of the night if maybe a a high at least one a yeah one a yeah yeah i'll give you that and that of course being the tag team championship match between the war raiders and ricochet and alistair black what the you know what that was a phenomenal match Big guys should not fly like that, man. I love it. I love Hanson. I the funny thing too is like even the commentators are like, believe it or not, these are the two high flyers of the group. But, no, he's like a big. They're not small guys. No, they're not. But Hanson moves around like he's a small guy. 
and he flies like he's a like he's a small guy too. He's a high flyer, which builds their their persona and their overall allure to fans. There goes that the allure again, <laughs> giving them shout outs at the end of the show too. But <laughs> War Raiders going on to defend there. Moving on from there, we had the North American Championship match. Between Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle, and was it just me, or did you get that? Did you get that kind of vibe that they were trying to portray Matt Riddle more as a heel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to they were trying to turn him heel, or at least appear to be the heel. Because if he's going with this bro character and just ultimate like good times, good vibes, kind of like the Marino Philly Marino experience, I mean, you can't be acting like that in the ring. Right. Like it, it just it, that was the one irk of the match. I, I loved how uh, it was just hard hitting, but overall, at the same point, there there was a lot of close calls. There was a lot of times where you felt the match was over, and Velveteen Dream found a way to get out. Yeah, I I am high on Velveteen Dream. I am very impressed with him. I, I love this little feud that he's got going right now with Buddy Murphy. Do you see that on on Twitter? I did. I did just before we started recording here today. Oh, my God. I don't know what he's doing, but the f- where's your title? Like, hey, there's a man that couldn't get the job done. Like, like oh, my God. I, I, give me that match now. I would love to see Buddy Murphy versus Velveteen Dream. I don't know if may- maybe I only saw maybe you didn't. Um, Your wish has been granted. What? I did not see this. When is it happening and where and how do I get uh, <laughs> Next week, NXT. Wow. America. I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't seen this yet. I'm I was dealing with my kid for the last like three hours. Yeah. While I was waiting for you, I was scrolling Twitter and yeah, they announced and I, cause I was shocked. I'm like, well, this is random. No, oh my God. Buddy Murphy for the North American championship next week on NXT. I love it. I love every second of it. I cannot wait. But after that match, we had a match that was bittersweet. But at the same point, a little disappointing for myself because I am a huge Bruiserweight fan. Yeah. But we, we saw Pete Dunne versus Walter for the WWE UK Championship. Hard-hitting match overall. And for anyone that follows progress like myself, you've seen this match before. You know how brutal of a contest this was going to be. But you saw something that you really don't see too often. Walter going up high and... Finish it off with a huge splash, something you don't really see very often. But the 685 day, 685 day reign of the Bruiserweight has come to an end. The new WWE UK champion is Walter. So congratulations going out to Walter. The ring general holds the gold at this point, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Absolutely. You know, moving on. You know they're going to have a rematch too. You know they're. Gonna oh yeah, they're they're, they're going to fight forever. And it just goes to show who who can take him on. I would love to see Joe Coffey take on Walter. I would love to see uh, even a Jordan Devlin versus versus Walter. Or let's get a rematch from Progress and get Walter versus Tyler Bate. I would love to see that too. So I there's multiple different matches that I would love to see go for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Moving on from there was a phenomenal women's championship match that some people were a little upset, including the crowd in New York or Brooklyn, whatever you want to call it, was the WWE NXT Women's Championship. 
And that's all Shayna Baszler retaining her title, taking out. And, and I, I, you know, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand why people are, are still hating on Shayna Baszler. She's gotten a whole lot better than she was. But I love the fact that they kept the title on her because you know what? If you put it on anyone else, they would have been had. And you needed that down point throughout the night to make that final moment so much sweeter. That It just rings. It, it's wrestling psychology. Right. It, Which... We'll, we'll touch on that here in a second a little bit more in depth. There's so many people that are hating on Shayna Baszler, but you needed that moment. And I think they're building towards something great. And I, I'm just along for the ride at this point, just like I was along for the ride for the main event. I, uh-huh. To be honest, I, I was I was happy any way that it would have went. I think both men were extremely deserving. Even if you watch the table for three with Adam Cole Johnny Gargano and Ricochet, you could see the connection and also the love that they both have for each other. And they, they've been on the road together for a very long time. So if you looked at a main event that was truly deserving of anyone, whatever you felt, any direction, whoever you were cheering for by the end of the match, you really didn't care. And the crowd was the same way. It was a two out of three falls match. The match starts with everyone chanting for Adam Cole, really. And then after the second fall, the crowd's chanting both these guys. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, it was a fantastic match. I love the incorporation. Go ahead. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll let you no, it was No, it was just fantastic. Like, I was fully, like, I was fully invested from, from bell to bell. Like, I, yeah. I honestly thought Adam Cole had that thing won. Like, he won the first fall. I had, you kind of had a feeling. It's like, they're not going to let him just win straight up. Like, two, yeah. fall, like, two falls done. But they've done that before. Remember oh. when they had the Usos win two straight falls in a two out of three falls match for the tag team championship? Yeah. Everyone was like, holy crap, they just went 2-0? and But let's be honest, Triple H is running the show, so I have better – I have higher hopes for this. <laughs> but at the same point, it's for shock value. So I yeah. liked when they – I'm talking about it, and it happened how long ago? Right. Because you remember it. Exactly. So it is, it is for shock value. But, but, then, but then I think, like you were starting to get at, then you – you get the rat. You get like the involvement of undisputed era to try yeah, then, to try to you know to really get build up that heel value some more. Yeah, of, you know what? he can't do this on his own. He needs the help to get it done. Yeah, and, and it just goes to show where it, it undisputed era is getting involved as well. It wanted you to be reminded that Adam Cole was a heel. And that's what it was doing. It wasn't that he couldn't beat them. They wanted you, and they wanted to drive home the fact, you know what, you've been cheering for this guy, but remember, he's still a bad guy. Right. And that's what they were trying to do. And uh, it didn't work because Johnny Gargano becomes the new NXT champion. And four years being in NXT finally culminates in that amazing moment. And then Candice LeRae, and huge shout-out to Johnny Gargano. Come on, in that opening preview, Running around Cleveland Brown Stadium with, dude, I with was, the, oh, I was hyped for that shit, man. Oh when that yeah, came up. I was, dude, I was ready to run through a wall. Oh yeah, he's wearing the feeling dangerous hoodie. Oh man, like just yeah, go. running around Brown Stadium. It's like you want somebody to get a, even a hype video for the start of football games. You need to get him, the Miz, all these Cleveland guys in there, man. Oh yeah, and, I, and I thought it was a wall for him. 
and, and to bring up Cleveland in a completely different sense, I was going back and forth with someone earlier today on Johnny Gargano's page, and I would love to give him a shout-out right now, but I can't remember what his handle was. A new follower as well. We were going back and forth trying to figure out uh, the design of Johnny Gargano's uh, his attire. And someone said, like, his pants was like the Cleveland skyline. And I, I made a comment. I'm like, it doesn't really look as though it's Cleveland. Right. Um, and we were kind of going back and forth. I was like, I think it's New York. I, I just don't know. And, like, the guy was like, hey, I, I'm I'm from outside of Cleveland. And I was like, well, I'm from Cleveland. Like, I see the skyline all the time. I don't think it is Cleveland. It might be, but I don't know. And the guy pointed out a fun little comment on our twitter page and he's like oh is that where parts unknown is it says that in your profile and like i looked at our profile i'm like i didn't set up our twitter page so i i wasn't even really aware of this it says on our twitter page that we're from parts unknown well i figured and, that's where both of us are recording from our different different areas of parts unknown <laughs> well yeah but parts unknown it, it, it is cleveland if for those individuals that didn't know and uh kane lives across the street so it, everyone everyone that lives in parts unknown they we live on the same block it's fun but it's in cleveland so i really gotta update that i really gotta update that i i felt like i was put on the spot there i got a good chuckle out of it i'm like oh crap i didn't even notice that so that update coming soon but oh yeah and then the the pay-per-view ending with Tommaso Ciampa coming out, getting that hug in, and the breaking of kayfabe. Uh, Just a great, a a great moment. It it just goes to, it it just reminds you that yes, we are playing characters, but we're still human, and success is success. But moving on from there, I I don't really want to touch on too much of the Hall of Fame. Obviously, the big talk was the jackass that jumped in through the crowd, took out Bret Hart and, and Natty. And what he he doesn't seem right upstairs. They they were going off of his Twitter page and all this stuff. The guy's a freaking nut job. But but he paid for it in in dividends. He paid for it in dividends overall on behalf of not only Davy Boy Smith but also Dash Wilder knocking his ass out with one punch, which goes to show that they weren't messing around with no flips, just fists. And he he leveled the hell out of them. But we're not going to give him too much talking time. A former MMA guy that has more restraining orders than I have ex-wives. But... But don't tell your current wife. <laughs> it's cheap. As I even posted on Twitter, on uh, Facebook today with everyone, she put out her. The funny thing is, and, and agree with me, gentlemen, if you can. My wife is one of those individuals that she posts something. I'm not allowed to post any that very same day because oh. it, it messes with her likes. Oh my God. That's the type of wife that I have. But the funny thing is, there's a lot of men that are listening to this right now that are married that have wives that do the exact same thing. Because I've actually posted it last year. I, I posted my my happy anniversary picture the very next day. And I even put in there, I'm posting this one day late because my wife is that crazy. And there's so many people that commented on it. Like, dude, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. So, but... <laughs> But, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. So, but I, oh, my God. I, I'm just, like, thinking about it. But it's cheaper to keep her. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so much, Ask it's so much easier. Yeah, it's cheaper to keep her. But moving on to the events of Sunday and WrestleMania, huge oh. moments. And going back to our previous comment about ring psychology, there weren't a lot of downers at WrestleMania. And it was kind of predictable. It was still great to see all... That happened. We're not going to touch on 
everything from start to finish. I will say Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live, I believe I speak for David as well when oh, I say you are our new hero. Absolutely. Coming out of MetLife Stadium, the home of the New York Giants, <laughs> and you are rocking a Odell Beckham Jr. jersey for the Cleveland Browns. You you, sir, are my hero. Cleveland, all of Cleveland is proud of you. Oh, my God. He was trending in Cleveland Twitter. Like, everyone's just like, Colin Jost is the man right now. But thank you. <laughs> thank you, Colin. <laughs> Big moments of the night. Seth Rollins becomes the new universal champion. Obviously, the major talk of the evening, Kofi Kingston becomes the yes. new and first African-born WWE champion Kofi. in history. It, it Kofi Kingston making the dream come true. Also, another big talk, Finn Balor bringing out the demon. Didn't seem like he got a huge reception for it. Well, especially because of where, like, where it was in the card, man. Yeah. It's just, like, this card is ridiculously long. Yeah. They really need to rethink WrestleMania here a bit. I, I, I completely agree. Like, they really need to. They we, need to doll it back a little bit. Yeah, we can, we can hit on it a little bit more, like, once we kind of hit through the matches. But but the, the the only other match that I would bring up, obviously, is just Becky Lynch winning the Women's Championship. But all the other matches, there there wasn't too many, like, wow moments. Now, the cool wow moment was John Cena coming out as the Dr. Thugonomics. That was fantastic. Well, that And, and it was a blip of the evening. Yeah, and even even go back a little bit before that, the uh, Miss Superplex of Doom. Oh yeah, that was that was my match of the night. I felt like that was that completely, with the exception of Mister Hero. Yes, I said it, <laughs> Mister Hero, Mr. getting Hero. in the ring. Oh, that, that just seemed unnecessary. That may have been, but I got a chuckle out of it. <laughs> I, I did too. I got a good chuckle out of it. We put it on face. We put it on social media, Mister Hero. I, I might go get a Roman burger if my wife allows me to break my diet for a day. But, <laughs> but I mean, I ate my body weight in chicken wings on Sunday. So, oh, yeah, you did. Dude, we were all oh, with them before fucking WrestleMania started. Oh, my God. They were so good, though. Come on. They were, man. They, they were so good. But, I, yeah, that was, that was my favorite match of the evening. My favorite moment, obviously was when Kofi won the WWE Championship. And I guess we can end out the show talking about what the hell is going on with WWE. Do you think that they just are saving everything for the Superstar Shakeup, Or do you think, like, they just didn't really care about the Raw after WrestleMania? Because those were the worst. Like, oh, my God. I will agree that I was the worst. Underwhel- I was so underwhelmed. I was so pumped going into it. Like, my expectations weren't even that high. But like you I, I always, look, you always know the raw, especially the raw after WrestleMania. They they bring out everything, and yeah. they brought, and it was a total pff, fart fest. Oh, we got the Undertaker, which was a great moment, which I called on Sunday. I remember to, Sunday. I did bring it up because they said when John Cena came out, everyone said it's going to be the Undertaker. I said I think they're going to save him for the Raw after WrestleMania. They're not going to give him a match with Elias right now. And I said that on on Sunday, and I got a text from Casey the very next day saying, "Wow, you freaking called it." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I did." But we got the Undertaker, and then we got Lars Sullivan. But then we got Lars Sullivan on Tuesday, dude. Now, can I be honest? My one thought when I see him is that guy from the Goonies. 
Wow. And on that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us all across social media. Be sure to head on over to whatamaneuver.net. Pick yourself up some brand new Dark Match Podcast merch. It's not brand new, but we'd like to call it vintage new. Go check out some of our merch over there. New shirt dropping soon. Be sure to head on over to lapelyeah.com. Use the promo code PINHEAD. Get yourself 20% off all of the merchandise there on the Dark Match Podcast. Be sure to check out next week's episode. Some very, very exciting interviews coming soon. Actually talked to a one individual earlier today that is willing to do a tell-all, and it is a story you do not want to miss. Trust me when I tell you how excited I am for this interview to drop, and it's coming soon. But that's going to do it for this week. Dave, we're going to have to talk about whether or not you're welcome back on the show. But everybody have a great day. Everybody have a great night. And because of that comment, all I can hear is all of social media right now going boom.